Coaches are coaching here down to the last second. Here's the inbound from Michigan. They look for it. The pass deflected with five. Now stolen by Pajemski with three, with two, with one. Victory, Illinois over Michigan. Oh, yeah. Take it. We will take it. 68-53. Illinois over the Wolverines. Man, oh, man, was that a scrap. Thank you. Next. No big deal. Michigan rolls into Champaign-Urbana, and they're walking home with a 15-point loss. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A lot more happened than that. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Evan Kahn, Scott Beatty, special guest Michael Tulip. Yeah, Michael us. Tulip. <laughs> We've got a rapid reaction coming up here, brought to you by Kozad Asset Management. For half a <laughs> century, they've been a part of every one of our fighting Illini football and basketball post-game shows. Kozad Asset Management, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Yeah, you, you look at that line scrolling across the bottom of ESPN later tonight, and you're going to see the 15-point win, but there was a, a lot more that happened in those 40 minutes. Well, first of all, apparently Trent Frazier in the press conference just said about his dunk attempt, that was my first and my last. I would like to thank Mike LaTulip for not making his last postgame show the same yeah, and saying it was my first and my last. You came back, so thank you. The return. Yeah, the return. No, I, you, I, you, you might get the full court press here tonight, though. Because well, I will say this. This one, listening to Brad Underwood after the ball game, sounded like a coach who lost the game. He didn't lose the game. But he didn't sound very happy. A lot of stuff on film. There's going to be a lot of stuff on film. There's no question about that. And it's amazing being at the game live. You can hear a lot of what he says, <laughs> right? So, you know, I, I think you can you can kind of conjure up those those types of, of talking points. And um, I thought they came out flat, right? And that first half, was, that was kind of the story. And, um, you know, we can get into all the no Hunter Dickinson stuff, but – that, that made a difference, and, you know, that's just kind of how it works. It's it's the man down theory. You know, the the team that's on the other end starts to take it a little bit lighter, and the team that's playing that has the man down is just, let's let it fly. Why not? I mean, we don't have anything to lose. So um, we'll, we'll get into the nuts and bolts, but, man, it's good to move to 6-0, right? The Illini trail for zero minutes, zero seconds. There was a little bit of a, a That can't be true. There. Absolutely, looking right here at the official box score, it wouldn't you, you wouldn't have guessed that by listening to the crowd or, or watching it, like you said, or, or hearing what Brad Underwood said after the game. But the Illini cover, they walk away with a double-digit win, six and zero in Big Ten play. But we want to hear your thoughts on this one. We open up the fan line next. Give us a call 217-356-9397 or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Illinois over Michigan. Fasters, etc. Postgame show next. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. 
Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with COZAD, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. I am gassed. <laughs> wow. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Five three five seven. Now, the Fasteners Etc. post-game show with your host, Evan Kahn. No good, missed by Williams. Rebound, Illinois. Two on one break. Frazier, Williams, layup. Got it. Strong finish. Frazier on the finish with DeMonte Williams. It was an early fast break bucket for the Illini, Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams. I think it was Plummer who had the outlet pass for that one. It was uh, a a dogfight, really, for for the entire game uh, until the end when Trent Frazier took over and the Illini pull away with the win, 68-53, Fasteners, etc., post-game show. You just heard Gene with the numbers. Give us a call, 217-356-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. We'll start by going to the fan line, and with us, down in Tuscola is our friend Nick. Good evening, Nick. What are your thoughts on the game? Hey, guys. Thanks Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first, just a quick shout-out to my brother Randy. Could not make it tonight. He's homesick. Um, he's a regular listener, uh, regular caller, and just want to shout-out to him. But I want to get your take on, you know, it, it was kind of a dogfight tonight. And while we have started – uh, better than we ha- ever have in the Big Ten since the 04-05 season. I'm just a little concerned. We haven't really beat anybody good, haven't beat any ranked teams, and I'm afraid the other shoe's going to drop here when we hit Purdue and start hitting this gauntlet. I want to get your take on uh, what's going to happen when we start playing some good teams that are full strength. Well, you I'll could... hang up and uh, listen to what you guys got. Yeah, thanks for the call, Nick. You can only play who's on your schedule, and like you said, I mean – 48, 54 hours from now, I mean, they'll play Purdue and, and you can throw out whatever that narrative is because Purdue is a top 10 team right now. Um, I, I don't I, – I mean, you can you can overanalyze the, the schedule all you want, but it's just kind of you play who you play and the Illini are sitting at 13-3. and three. A good team against the schedule so far, 
would be six and zero. And <laughs> you can't be better than six and zero at this point, right? No, and I understand the concern, yeah. but just just look at it from the from the ten thousand foot view. Uh, our friend Matt McCumber just tweeted this: Illinois is twenty and one in their last twenty one games against Big Ten competition. I'm not saying all is rosy because we just got done. T- I mean, I you can go into it, Mike, because it, it wasn't a pretty win, but just big picture. Well, first things first, that's an insane statistic. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, like, there's been so much talent in the Big Ten. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a very storied conference to begin with, but you have so much talent, so many good teams over the last couple of years, and to be 20-1 and one in conference play, this isn't like one of those weird Elias Sports Bureau stats where it's like, well, you know, <laughs> it's, he's 21 <laughs> with when Kofi scores 20-plus and Trent scores 15-plus. and like, Yeah, of course. But they, they've done it in different ways, and I think that's – that's where if I'm an Illinois fan, I look and say, okay, it's not like they're winning one way. They won a rock fight tonight. Okay. Like they can win. They can, they can win scoring 80 plus on you. They can win if it's in the fifties and sixties and some teams can't do both. Iowa can't do both. And that's the reason right. why that they can't win some of the games. That's why, you know, like they give up 50 points and a half. And like, that's the, those are the type of things that I think can hold you back as a team when you aren't multifaceted in the way in which you win and Purdue's coming in here on Monday. I mean, Illinois, uh, I, I think if you're Purdue, if you're the staff at Purdue, I mean, there's, you're not sitting there saying like, ah, yeah, but Illinois hasn't beaten anyone. You're like, damn, this, is, this team is rolling right now. And, and, and they're proving not only with Nebraska, but they proved in this Michigan, Michigan game too. It's like, you're going to have to play a full 40 minutes. I know I said it against Nebraska, but you're going to have to play and beat them and probably beat them pretty soundly because – I, I don't know. I mean, there's just there's too many uh, dimensions to their game, the inside out, the outside in. You know, I mean, seriously. And they had different parts of that tonight, all in one game, where three point three point shot wasn't falling, and then it was in the end. And then the ball screen stuff wasn't cooking in the first half, and then Trent was getting downhill for layups in the second half. It's you know, I think if you're Juwan Howard, if you're Fred Hoiberg, you're like, man, you just the game was too long. You know, Nebraska <laughs> probably wished for a five minute game. <laughs> and, and and Michigan was probably wishing for maybe maybe 20 minutes and could feel good about it. But you hang on this court long enough with Illinois, and that thing can blow open pretty quickly. We go back to the fan line. Give us a ring, 217-356-9397. Boy, it's really late out there. It, it's almost tomorrow out in Virginia as we bring Simeon into the postgame. Hey, oh, it's Simeon. just a Friday night for it. That's true. It is Friday. Hey, when it's when we win in the game, man, I can stay up a little later. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I, I hope you guys are doing well, um, and uh, it's good to, that Mike's back on there as well, uh, and you, Scott, because I think you weren't there the last time. But I'm I, picking I, my I spots right now. Like, <laughs> no, okay, all right. I, I kind of felt like we escaped tonight because um, I I started getting worried when we weren't cleaning the glass the way we normally do. And we were losing all the 50-50 balls. My wife got up. She was sitting next to me, and she got up and, and left the room because I said, come on, guys, get some of these 50-50 balls. It seemed like we lost every 50-50 ball to me. But I was glad that um, we were able to, to pull it out in the end. And that guy, Jones, he just wore Plummer out. I was wondering if they were going to switch somebody else on him, but um, uh, he had a great game. Um uh, to the caller that had called earlier, um, I think Kim Palm says that we're pretty good. So I, I think uh, Purdue needs to be worried about us. <laughs> um, hopefully we'll uh, 
our three-point shooting will be more on point, even though um, with guys running us off the line, it's opening up uh, uh, driving lanes. When we get uh, Cabello back, um, he can create a little bit more, and I think that that can open up some things. Uh, unless Brad wanted to run some action to kind of free guys up uh, for three-point shots. Uh, right now it's all, you know, we, we're hoping that Kofi will suck everybody in and then leave folks um, open. But they, at the last couple of games, they've been teams have been doing a pretty good job running us off the line, and, and we've, we've missed some. But um, all in all, I, I was very pleased that we got in there and we rolled up our sleeves and we came out with the win. And I think we're going to do that on Monday as well. So um, all I can say is go uh, align eye and I, I want to listen to what you guys have to say and I'm going to be looking, listening out for some others and hopefully did Steve call last time because I went to bed. Steve did call. He said he was going to call to wake you up, so I'm glad he didn't do that. <laughs> He's going to blame me too. Right, but I'm going to stay up a little later and, and listen to the show. But uh, I, I'm, I'm very pleased, guys. I'm very pleased. Hey, so, we uh, always appreciate you calling in, Simeon. All right, have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. We'll, we'll talk to you hopefully uh, on Monday after Purdue. Um, yeah, I kind of, you know, the, the book is out on, on how to annoy Illinois, and that's to play physical with them and force them to run their offense, you know, outside of where they want. When you don't have Andre Corbello, I said about 10 minutes in, it's like it's almost like Illinois doesn't have an, a point guard to initiate some uh, attacks. And Brad said, you know, late in the game, they started to do the ball screens with, with Trent Frazier. But teams know how to beat Illinois, and once again, they found a way to win. Yeah, and, and Simeon makes a really good point because when you talk about Brad Underwood and how he's going to address these next – 48 hours I think a, a big big piece of this is the 15 offensive rebounds for Michigan and, and he mentioned those 50-50 balls and I, I think he's going to make it crystal clear that although they won by 15 that's just not going to fly it's not going to fly in in the Big Ten Conference with the offensive rebounds it, it seems easy to just say ah the effort wasn't there or Michigan wanted it more was is that really the case or they just seemed out of place at times. Like Illinois just wasn't mentally executing correctly. Yeah, I think when you look at 15 offensive rebounds, you could probably chalk maybe five or six of them up to just ball bouncing in the right spot. Mm -hmm. um, but there were probably eight or nine tonight that I thought, you know, there was one particular on free throw block out that, that Omar Payne was just kind of a step slow reacting mm -hmm. to. It was, like right. the, it was like the Baylor game last year where they became very reactionary in the second half. And if you're not, you know – I, I guess the, the correlation that, that people had made before, you know, with basketball is like these offensive rebounding, like you want to be a, a kamikaze going going <laughs> towards the rim. And that's what Michigan did in the first half. And, and I'll make the point here. If you're going to give up off 15 offensive rebounds and not win the 50-50 ball battle, you're not going to beat Purdue because Purdue's going to shoot better than one for 10 from three. Yes. Like that's, that's the difference there. And they're going to shoot better than 36% from the field because you can probably chalk Edie and – Williams up, you know, to, to shooting a pretty high percentage inside. And if they get going, that's going to suck guys in. And then they have some pretty good shooters on the outside. So that's the main point of emphasis. You know, if you're going into the film room, that's where you try to 50 50 balls and it's the offensive rebounding because those two things are going to be pivotal come Monday. We go back to the fan line 217 Noah is over in Ogden. What are your thoughts, Noah? 
Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Always good to beat Michigan, even if they're down. <laughs> um, uh, what I was going to say is I hate it when uh, uh, people call in and say that Illinois hasn't played any great competition. We did play Arizona at home. We played very competitive against a very athletic Arizona team that's been beaten up on a lot of other people, too. Um, so, you know, I really think that as the season goes on, you know, the wins against ranked teams are going to come. This team is scrappy. They fight hard. We've got, you know, the guys find a variety of ways to score the ball, and we're pretty great defensively. So I think the, you know, the shots are going to fall for us, and I think we're going to get the wins that will make other people feel comfortable with how the Illini are doing. And uh, let's go Illinois beat Purdue. Yeah, appreciate your call, Noah. Three three of the next five against top 15 ranked opponents. So You, want, you wanted the litmus test? You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here it comes. Yeah, Purdue and Michigan State especially, but Maryland is never easy on the road. No. We'll go back to the fan line one more time. And uh, this doesn't look like it's a mistake. It is Evan, but he's from Monticello. Thanks for the call, Evan. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for taking it. Hey, so a couple comments. I'm going to feed off that last one. It's it's never easy uh, to win six in a row in the Big Ten. So uh, to anyone saying we haven't played anybody difficult, I mean, at least half the Big Ten can just win any game you know people can show up and play well number uh 12 his defense tonight was amazing a good example just a tough team tough player um and to kind of go back you know continue that comment i'm just curious from you guys with many aspects clearly a part of the game what do you think are a line i need to improve on the most to potentially get a title i know it's really early kind of ridiculous um, I'm just curious if we if we wanted to get there, what they needed to do. National and or Big Ten? All, uh, national. Big Ten is is clearly a lot more doable. Uh, with you know we got a couple obstacles there, but national, you know the big the big deal. Um, and then number two, are we all at all worried about Demonte? He seems like he just doesn't really want to play offense. He seems I don't know. He doesn't really attack the rim, and he, if he does, he doesn't really finish. He just kind of looks for an outlet all the time. He's great on defense, but uh, I don't know. He looks different. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Hey, he we had a bad night, that's for sure. Yeah, we appreciate the call, Evan, and we'll we'll kind of kick around that stuff. I think, you know, this, is, this was one of those scenarios where DeMonte's been thrust into a semi-backup point guard kind of role, and – a team that's more physical, kind of like Michigan, who, who isn't going to let him kind of do what he wants, kind of frustrated him tonight. I, I think that was the biggest thing. As we were seeing with all the guys, they just weren't very crisp with their stuff and in his passing. And I, I think Michigan just kind of frustrated him. And if they want to be a, a national title team, they need their All-American point guard and Andre Corbello to avoid those kinds of things. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I think DeMonte specifically, I'll, I'll start there and then get to the title talk. DeMonte, these last two games, two, three games, really three games, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, what what he did against Jamison Battle, right, and, and these skilled fours in the league, like he is giving up so much size every single game, and, and that's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. I, I really thought tonight was, was one of the first nights all season that he just kind of looked a little bit sluggish. Um, I don't, I don't want to use the word disengaged. But I thought there were moments where, uh, you know, he, he got taken out of the game. Underwood gave him a, a, a stern talking <clears throat> to, let's call it. And 
you know, but he's a senior, man. Like, he's, he's the type of guy that although you look at the stat sheet and you see five points and two of six and three turnovers, he's the type of guy that's going to make a big play against Purdue. You just know he will and accept the challenge and, and, and whoever he ends up guarding because he's probably going to be giving up size in that game mm-hmm. too. So, you know, I, I you always look for DeMonte to bounce back and you don't worry about DeMonte as much. Um, but, but going with the title talk as well, I think that, you know, you know what you're going to get from Trent. You know, how, you know, Andre Corbello comes back, and, and hopefully you get the Andre Corbello that you've seen um, last year and, and glimpses of earlier this year. And then you know what you're going to get with Kofi. And, and to a degree, you know what you're going to get with Plummer. But when I look at this bench who took zero shots tonight, <laughs> zero. Like yeah. no one th- and I, I look, and I'm like, okay, well, Omar Payne had two points, and Coleman Hawkins had one. They took zero shots. And I think the depth of this team, and that's going to be a little bit spread out once Corbello comes back because now you're adding another – score mm-hmm. into the mix and then that's going to give some bench scoring as well but there's going to need to be somebody in that department that can step up um and and, and we saw it last game obviously it, it's part of the reason why they won in nebraska but um but that's kind of what i'm looking for and, and we can talk about the turnovers but anyone that's heard me on the airwaves i'll talk about michigan state right like it happens okay it's like 14 13 12th in the big 10 in turnovers and they won big 10 titles all three of those years so the turnovers are not concerned about, but the offensive glass is where it's got to be. So the rebounding and the defense and then getting a little bit more bench production consistently, I think, can can push this team over the top. Except I yeah. felt a few of the turnovers tonight. I turned to Scott Rich and I said, if they can't handle these passes, how are they going to handle the passes when Corbello's back in? <laughs> I just thought yeah. there were some actions that were getting run. And it was, oh, it was right there. And it just went through hands or th- through the wickets and and. To me, tonight, DeMonte Williams had three turnovers, and a couple of them just – they just were not crisp passes. Yeah. And, and I just thought, well, what's going on there? But you want DeMonte Williams yeah. – he, he had a bad night, but you want him on your, on your team. The, the rest of the Big Ten does not like him <laughs> I because mean, he just, he just he gets in there and he, he annoys you in a good way from an Illini standpoint. I, and if he's lacking one thing, it's, it's, it's a quick first step. He's just – not that guy. I don't know if he ever was. Maybe it was because of the knee injury in high school or whatever. But he does almost everything else right. Yeah, I think I think offensively he's be, he's become a tad, and I say a tad, a tad predictable, where you know he's 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 shot faking, he's jabbing right and going mm-hmm. left, and and that's kind that's just kind of what he's comfortable with. And I think he really needs to to figure out either he needs to be a catch and shoot guy. I'm ready. Like I mean, he was you shot fifty-five percent from three yeah. last year, and you're capable of it. And he's been coming on lately. If that's who you are, you know, you already defend at a high level, right? Then just take care of the ball and be that catch and shoot guy. And if you can make a play off the dribble, great. But I feel like he is relying right now on catching and yes. shot faking and, and jabbing right and going left every time and kind of not getting anywhere with it. So it, it clogs the offense, and oftentimes Kofi's down there. So. You know, if you don't have your mind made up going downhill, then you know you might as well just be just be a catch and shoot guy and continue what you do defensively. But like I said, I don't I don't worry about Monte Williams. Yeah, the 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 turnovers were minimized today. Only five points off of turnovers, but to the point of the offensive rebounds, they had 16 second chance points. So if you're locking down on the defensive side, you can you can live with the turnovers. But if you're not boxing out and then you're giving them multiple looks at the rim and usually those shots are, are getting better when you're getting on the offensive boards um 
But yeah, I mean, enough enough can't be said about the defense just all season long. I mean, they just held Michigan to fifty three points and they shot one of ten. Um, it was a, a slow paced game, and, and that was just kind of how things played out. But great defense, and that'll keep the Illini in a lot of games. Uh, let's look at a couple of texts here while uh, Scott and. Mike ponder who the MX electrifying player of the game might be, although I, I've got a pretty good idea. Uh, plenty of texts here, just kind of wondering about uh, DeMonte uh, as we were talking about, but um, work things out. Kofi is Kofi. That's true. Another double-double from Kofi. Ho-hum. No big deal. Uh, gritty Illini win. Uh, wondering why Payne didn't play more. Um, I I think that had to do with, you know, Kofi was just kind of playing minutes. well. Kobe yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kofi played 33 minutes, and if you do the math, I mean, Omar played seven, and yeah. there's 40. So it's just, you know, Kofi plays a little bit less last game, and that, that gives, that pushes, I think Kofi played 30 last game, that pushes mm -hmm. Omar to 10. You know, they, they don't play together, so never. it's just when Kofi's off the floor. But we did see for the first time, maybe all season, the Coburn-Hawkins- Bosman's Bosman's ball. Do you think do you think Lieb's getting in on Monday? I I, I I mean just as a spell, like you just have to get everybody in there. If everybody's produce in bigs. foul trouble. I, I'm foul, saying foul trouble I'm saying potentially, yeah. Oh, but okay. I'm not saying be, I'm just saying because you just gotta throw everything at him. Payne's pretty big. Kofi's pretty big. Yeah, I think there's moments too. I think you'll see Bosman's Redonk. Yeah, more on uh, against Purdue, and and the reason why is back in the Big Ten tournament mm -hmm. last year, they they opted for him on Garza, um, in those moments. Uh, so so that was that was big, you know, oh. to see. And I would imagine that they're going to do a little bit of the same in this game, especially if there's foul trouble. Um, you know, Lee may end up being a a last resort, or oh, maybe yeah. maybe there is a maybe there okay. is a, a media situation. But I I would imagine that that uh, that BVB will be. Will be in the game. Did you get to know period. me? Like I, I'm not afraid to ask crazy questions. <laughs> I don't think that's a crazy question. Okay. I mean, if you're a seven footer playing against Purdue, that's makes sense. That makes sense. Checks out. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if they're just, you know, okay, let's put as many out there as we can. Adam <laughs> Fletcher might check in the game. Who knows? <laughs> Rich wasn't a fan of the officiating this evening, and it was just a. a I big, wasn't a fan of the fouls. It was. I a, mean, a big don't, ten game. don't foul. Yeah. Uh, ugly ugly uniforms here from Benny. That's very true. I don't know what color Michigan put on their uniform, but it still I wasn't really good thought enough. they were black. They win on very, Twitter. Wasn't it? It's really dark blue. It was really dark navy. It was like no. Vincent Van Gogh Starry Starry Night, you know. It was dark. <laughs> I would have put the mortgage. I would have put the mortgage on you on didn't black. Think that was coming, did you? <laughs> Vincent Van Gogh Starry Starry Night. Oh, my goodness. And Larry from Springfield, this is the segue that we needed. Uh, great effort tonight by Trent Frazier. His value is unmatched for this team. So glad to watch. Go Illini. And, yeah, so uh, my vote for MX Electrifying Player of the Game would be Trent Frazier. Just for once Shocking. again locking things down in the second half. But also to what we were talking about earlier he was the guy who has six assists. He's the one who is creating things for the offense when they're just kind of moving side to side 30 feet away. His pass to Jacob Grandison in the second half for that three by the bench was absolutely insane. And I was waiting for it because, the, you know, they were, they were mixing different ball screen coverages. And, and we know Trent's strong suit is if you want to play drop coverage, 
He's really great at taking those pull-up threes, those pull-up jumpers, getting downhill. But when you hard hedge and you throw a big out on him, that's not where he excels as much. And and I thought he struggled with that a little bit tonight, and that contributed to the to the three turnovers. But I, isn't I was, that where Illinois struggled for the last couple of years against that kind of hard hedging? Yeah, yeah, because it, it's tough, and that's the reason why you have to pick your spots with it, right? And it's the it, like. You know, I, I think there's an avenue for, for Omar Payne to do some hard hedging because I think he would be – his length, and, and I think he could be a real disruptor out there, but you kind of have to keep him in that same, uh, I don't know, type of coverage that Kofi's in because you just – that's what you rep in practice. It's like when Lamar Jackson is in at quarterback and you run a specific playbook for Lamar Jackson, and then when he's once he goes down, you're like, well, Tyler Huntley, we need to get Tyler Huntley because Tyler Huntley – is like kind of a mini Lamar Jackson and can run. You're not going to go put a quarterback that just stands in the pocket. So these ball screen coverages, those are, I mean, th- I think that's where Trent turned the game. And I wanted to give kind of like a co, if possible. Is that frowned upon? No. Because uh, because I think There's no Trent, rules. Trent opened things up, or really Kofi opened things up for Trent in the second half. Once Kofi got rolling in the second half, that's when they started to alter their ball screen coverages to sink to get, you know, not have, they didn't hard hedge anymore. So these these little guys weren't back on Kofi, so it opened up things for Trent to get downhill and hit some threes. He doesn't know about the he doesn't know about the thing with this. <laughs> so the MX electrifying player of the game is is for is for not Kofi. <laughs> because Kofi always is always sort of there. Okay. That's I mean, not okay, true. that's fair. Because that's fair. Kofi is just like another almost, he he always gets it because it's twenty one and ten. Yeah, I mean, at some point, okay. like I guess, just, if, I guess if we're talking about electrifying, yeah. Now that you make that decision, no, it's, uh, so we, uh, we early on, we, there we go. early on, we made the decision, like, okay, we're just gonna have to give this to Kofi every night, kind of like Io last and year, and it's gonna get stale. The 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 bet here with the player of the game. Well, I think the uh, another unwritten rule, I can't take it back. You know, it's co. <laughs> yeah, it's co. Yeah. Well, it's, once it's it, been for me, spoken, for me, that's, that's you my yeah, spoken it into I can't existence. Take that back. And as we were chatting, or maybe can't I just twice. misread the stat sheet, but the, what? Or I printed yours out. How many assists does it say Trent has? Seven. Oh, seven. okay. So yep. I missed one in there. Well, yeah, right at the end. He had one right okay. at the end. Yep. So eighteen and seven. Trent Frazier, honorable mention to Kofi Coburn for another double double. But we're going to give our MX Electrifying Player of the Game to Trent Frazier. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service or residential for both residential and commercial needs. Call them at two one seven three five six. Three five nine seven two nine three. Wow, I'm just butchering this whole thing up. I'm sorry, Max. Uh, to to schedule your project and remember, good relax. thing there's Google. Call Max, Google MX Electric, and listen to this great highlight. Frazier, right, left, down the lane, layup, got it. Frazier lays it up and in. Plummer with a drive back to Hawkins to Frazier. Top of the key three is gone. Trent Frazier. Frazier's up to 12 points. Drive, layup, got another one. He's on another heater. Oh, yeah. Frazier driving to the basket. 59-48, biggest lead of the night for Illinois. 11 timeout, Michigan. When he gets going, I just want to give him like a cigarello or something just to (laughs) – well, he's doing one of these just to have something in his mouth where he's just like, I'm good, boys. Flick it away (laughs) after making a shot. Yep. That's the that's the kind of vibes Trent Frazier, MX electrifying player of the game, gets. More calls, more texts on the way, fasters, et cetera, postgame show. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. 
If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTV-X. Built with half-ton capabilities, industry-leading heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating, the RTV-X is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue, and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy, award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides, and it's a meal. Open for drive through takeout, dine-in, and caterings. And don't forget, you can skip the drive through line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations, Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! Endless opportunities are waiting on you. Open a new account or loan application online at bankprospect.com. Prospect Bank, the Opportunity Bank. Member FDIC. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Right side, 14 to shoot. Frazier around his man inside the lane. Left-handed layup is good. Great Trent drive. Frazier with a great drive. Beautiful, picked his way through the hole, right down the lane. Kofi did a great job of sealing off the defender. Why not another Trent Frazier highlight here? Back on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show, back-to-back player of the game for Trent Frazier here as the Illini knock off Michigan 68-53. Scott, Evan, and Mike with you. Plenty of texts here rolling in. Uh, more texts about the refs course uh Illini never trailed never in doubt that's what I say 217 texter I got people texting me freaking out all during the game I say r-e-l-a-x we gotta <laughs> play 40 minutes guys and what do you know the Illini cover um you guys might be able to answer this you guys were at the game uh, they, they showed Jabari Parker what is Jabari yeah. Parker doing in the CU I think it's the Tim Anderson connection oh yeah. Yeah, light bulb. Yeah, and he went he, after the game. He walked back into the locker room too. So that that is that is that two straight home games. Well, who's the next NBA player? <laughs> next game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, DeRozan. Well, I guess I mean obviously I O, but I'm saying yeah. not a former Illini NBA player in the house. Who do you want? I I mean I don't know the schedule on Monday. Well, see the isn't the league? I think Zach Levine got hurt tonight, so yeah. he maybe. Yeah, isn't the league playing all these games on Monday, Martin Luther King? And that's why uh, Illinois yeah. is playing on Monday because the Big Ten or college basketball Getting is like, well, let's ahead of it. Let's try and do our thing because it's going to be all ESPN uh, has all NBA. So Big Ten Network or Fox said, okay, we'll schedule basketball games from the college ranks. So they're going up against each other. So a lot of NBA guys might be tied up on Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach there's, Levine there's was be someone out there. Zach Levine, according to one report. Felt like it was they they hadn't done the MRI, but he felt like it was not serious. 
that's what according to Zach Levine before his MRI. I don't know what's come out of that, but it would probably have helped the Bulls to have him in because they got smoked. You would have needed to score about sixty, to, <laughs> I think, for them to yeah. win that game. It seems. It was a, a tough night for Io and the Bulls. Uh, one more text here before we go back to the fan line. Give us a call, 217-356-9397. Text here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Bruce asks who you would want to win in a Bruce Pearl in Auburn versus Coach Cal and all the former assistants at Kentucky when they play next week. I I... I just don't have a whole lot of interest in that game. <laughs> no, but I would. I, I, I think at the end of the day, I'd 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 vote. Uh, I would root more. I'm not rooting for a team. Rooting for people. I'd root for the for Orlando and and for Chin. Root against Bruce Pearl. That's the easiest. <laughs> yeah, thing I feel to like do. that's no. That's I no also trainer. would do that for for Dion. Always. We can <laughs> we can always root against Bruce Pearl. Back to the fan line. Tony's with us right here in the backyard in Champaign. How are you, Tony? In the backyard. I'm waiting in the backyard, out in the fence, <laughs> waiting to get my opportunity. And I wonder why you guys read. I know it's a sponsor thing, but you wait, guys read all these texts, and you got to wait hours and hours on the phone. But you read the text lines first. Wait, what? Wait, are you actually in your backyard? No. Oh, okay. I, I thought I, I heard you. Though, Is it snowing I'm, out there? I'm in my. No, no. I'm in my kitchen, almost in my backyard. Oh, okay. But. You know, you guys touched on a lot of stuff, and so, you, you know, I, I grew up, first Illinois game I went to, there was a guy named Rick Howitt that played for Illinois. Coach, I believe, was Harv Schmidt. It was the early years of the Assembly Hall. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to remember that. But I think about, um, you know, you guys, you got Steve from Peoria calling, you got a little ditty for him, but as as regular as Simeon is, you got to create something for Simeon. Simeon's laid back. Well, well, the, the, let's get something for Simeon. Let's get yeah. some rap for Simeon, some, some props. We do need something for Simeon. The thing about Steve yeah. is we just got that clip organically from Bruce Weber years yeah. and years ago telling a story. Yeah. I think it was about Wayne McLean or, or something yes. like that. It was about yeah. Wayne McLean getting lost in Peoria. So if, if Brad yeah. Underwood gets well, lost in Norfolk, Virginia, and he goes on some rant about it, which we can only hope happens – We'll we'll get Simeon something fired up, but I I've got some funny but clips. You, I'll, I'll poke got around. A lot of creative juices going. Yeah, you got a lot of creative we'll, juices going. We'll we'll see you if know, we can find one something. Of that I, one of the things I haven't heard you mention. Well, maybe I did, but I didn't hear it. Um, I think Michigan came loaded for bear. I mean, those guys. Mm-hmm. I give them a lot of credit. Juwan Howard had those guys so jacked up. You got two of your better players, two of your more experienced players out. Can't play tonight. And Lou Henson always said, I hate to play a game after they've lost their best player team because everybody just jacks it up four notches. And I think that's what we saw. I mean, those guys were getting in the passing lanes. You know, the Illinois normal Illinois passes were getting intercepted. And, you know, the Illini guys were like, sometimes I thought, you know, take care of the ball. Value the every possession like it's important because it is. But they just didn't really take good care of the ball, especially after they saw that Michigan was going after it all the time. They didn't let up at all until they. I think they just got gassed at the end. I don't know. I, I and I I appreciate having Mike on, just like having Mike Martin on for football, having somebody on your show like Trent and Mike that have played the game, that have they have really good observation and experiences. I appreciate that input or that perspective. 
for DeMonte, people ragging on DeMonte, you know, I, I quote Dirty Harry. Man's got to know his limitations. I think DeMonte knows his limitations. Mm-hmm. That's why he doesn't shoot it every time he gets it. He knows that there are guys on the, that are more willing to shoot, and he's willing to give it up. You know, he plays outstanding defense. He's the enforcer on the team, and I appreciate that about him. And um, with respect to the text, the last text, I can't even mention that slime ball's name. <laughs> but I, I, I'm very frustrated for years and years and years. This is why I hate Iowa. They didn't fire his butt in the beginning. But that guy, that greasy slime ball, gets away with cheating wherever he goes. Now, I'm not pulling punches here. He gets away with cheating wherever he goes. And now they're, they're what, the number one power-rated team in the country after the guy that worked for him, Chuck Person, cheated on his behalf, and he's gaining from the cheat, and Chuck Person's going to the pokies. I mean, come on, NCAA. Do you have any teeth? Do you have any gumption? Apparently not. So I'm just hoping that at some point, I'm not going to use the name, the slime ball, formerly cheater at Iowa, formerly cheater at Tennessee, now cheating at Auburn, at some point gets a 500-year show cause so he'll never be involved in college basketball again. And it's an easy thing for me. Calipari, every time against that slime ball. Anybody, any team that plays against them, it's any team that plays against them. If he's a coach on the sideline, if he's a basketball player, if he's a manager, if he's involved in the program, whatever team's playing him should win. You're, you're going to make a lot, of, a lot of friends on this show with comments <laughs> like that uh, about that, that certain individual. So we appreciate your, your thoughts and your call, well, Tony. And, Thanks, Tony. And one more point about the cheat. The cheat was Jawan Howard would have come to Illinois and Illinois would have been the Fab Two, Dion and Juwan, instead of Howard with the Fab Five in Michigan. Another way that the cheat, you know, affected the Illini and other families and stuff like that. So it's just something that's hard for me to get over. It's only been 30-some years, but someday I'll get over it, I guess. Thanks, Tony. What could have been. Have a great evening, gentlemen. Thanks, you too. Wayne Newton is from Norfolk, so maybe we can queue up a Wayne Newton dune for – for Simeon next time. That's that sounds like a good call. Also, hey. uh, Timbaland. Timbaland. <laughs> and and uh, I think we have one of his bumps somewhere. It might be. So, uh, I, so I did. I did want to make a Bruce Pearl point, and I think people forget. Everybody, when they think of Aaron Kraft, they think of Ohio State, but he was committed to Tennessee, huh. with Bruce Pearl, and got in trouble. Because he went to a cookout at Bruce Pearl's house, and it was against it was against it was an NCAA violation. So when you were getting Aaron Kraft roped in to potential NCAA violations, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But I feel like that is I feel like that people forget that Aaron Kraft could have been a volunteer, but it decommitted after the cookout. Gosh, all, all Bruce Pearl does is bring bad. Okay, let's go back to the fan line. Scott's been hanging on. We appreciate you waiting. Hey, we've had an Evan call in, and now a Scott. Now we, we've got a. Have Scott. we had a mic yet? There's got to be a mic somewhere. Mike down in Florida. If you haven't gone to bed, give us a ring. This Scott is up in Bloomington. Hey, Scott. Hey guys, I uh, appreciate you taking the call. Uh, it was good to be in the building this evening. Um, and uh, I, I'll pile on the the slime ball coaches. <laughs> Uh, oh jeez! You know all of that, right? <laughs> like you, you, you always root against that guy. So that's all I'll say about that. But um, 
but you know a lot of guys have said this already um you know just seemed to lack energy a little bit and we're slow to the ball the 50 50 balls we missed out on um but the game just lacked flow and i don't want to be the guy that that you know blames it on the refs but man larry serrano and and this crew like they they just slow it seemed like they slowed the game down so my question is actually i'd love to hear from mike because you know your former player um you know coaching the the house of pain um and so i'm curious like what do you as a player and as a coach like take us into those conversations and what those look like like what can you say how do you how do you try to get just get the game moving um and and into some sort of flow and and get them to just let the guys play yeah i mean that's a great question and and sometimes you're sitting in those huddles truthfully and and you're trying to almost figure it out yourself and 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 something it's a weird kind of vibe right that you that you can feel in the gym at times and and I, th- I think in this particular game tonight there were there were certain things that you prepare for all week right with Hunter Dickinson and he's he's a big mm-hmm. focal point in that and now you actually are facing a Michigan team that is better defensively better defensively with Hunter yeah. Dickinson out because there's more switchability there's versatility they're longer they're more athletic do you think if you Brad Underwood had his choice maybe he would have almost wanted Hunter in I think so. I, I, that's what you prepared for defensively. Yeah, I, I think there's there's certainly an element of that. But getting getting back to sorry, getting back no, <laughs> I'm getting back to to his question. I think you need to have some sort of stabilizing factor, and maybe it's a go to set, right? You know, hey, this is a quick hitter that we can run to get some flow. Maybe see the ball go through the basket. And honestly, you know, there's times too where if if the game's already a rock fight, let's muck it up even more. Like let's. You know, let's let's show. You know, let's let's hard hedge on one of these ball screens. Let's you know, let's let's figure a way to kind of you know counteract all of that. And um, it's hard. It's so hard in the moment to to kind of diagnose it on the spot. And that's why a lot of coaches, when they when in the press conferences too, I know it drives some fans crazy when some coaches are like, "I, I got to watch the film." <laughs> yeah, I just I got to go back Matt and watch Daggy. the film. It's hard. Like, be, and I'll say this too, and I know. You know, Scott, maybe you and I were talking about this with Wes Lunt when, you know, he's a quarterback, he's on the field. Um, you know, same thing like when, when I was coaching this summer. It is, it's weird being floor level and, and trying to see what's going on so much easier from your couch because it's that bird's eye view and you yeah. can see the whole court. I don't know. There's something about that. It, it is really a different ball game when you're standing there on the sideline and trying to see things at eye level. Um, now uh, move back a row. Right, <laughs> and have Brad Underwood and referees in your way. You, you said the great pass that that Trent made to Jacob Grandison. I was like, well, I'm glad you got to see it. Yeah, <laughs> you think Trent made the pass? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times we go, what just happened? Yeah. I just heard a whistle and I saw heads. Right. But to your point about steering into the the mucking it up, I thought the Illini did a good job of making their free throws in the first half. That's what kept them in it for those first 20 minutes was making 9 of 12 from from the free throw line. And, and that was something that they didn't quite do as much of in the second half, but to the point of not allowing flow, there were only 15 fouls called in the second half versus the 21 called or, or whatever in the first half. So, And that's a big that is a big part of it. Like going back to it, the fouls, we don't I mean obviously I want to belabor the point with the refs. But that's a real thing. Like, if you can't really get a flow going and then it's stoppage and it's stoppage and it's stoppage, like, that is, 
that's hard. You know, like you you go back and watch the Auburn Alabama game on Tuesday night, and it's just a <laughs> absolute track meet. They're letting them play. There's no whistles, and and a lot of times when you're getting out in transition like that, there's less cutting and bumping and fouls and ball screens and hedging and. So, yeah, I, I mean, you want to obviously see more flow. But, but you know, to the point that we made in the beginning, it's great to see them win like that and win by 15 at that, too. I mean, it's like it's I'm not saying this has been like a somber post game because I'm sure you've seen some somber post games. But I, I keep looking at this stat sheet and I'm like, well, they did, we did win by 15. I get Hunter Dickinson wasn't there. And, um, and when you can win by 15 and probably still get – absolutely reamed in film like they probably will um <laughs> that's a that's like a coach's dream almost yeah like hey i can make teaching points and we won this game so we can have confidence from there but you know learning in a win is much better than learning in a loss that's for sure yeah carl says ugly win but any win is a good win just didn't shoot it well let's go get purdue darn right carl all right, let's do our peak and insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with peak and insurance. Visit peakandinsurance.com or contact a peak and insurance agent to start defending your assets. And this one was kind of difficult because, as, as we've said, you know, Trent did his thing. Kofi did his thing. Everywhere else was just kind of, you know, scattered. No, no field goal attempts off the bench. So... I would say my vote for the peak and insurance beyond the expected moment was a guy that we've talked about here on the postgame show, DeMonte stepping up, closing minutes of the game, hits the dagger three. I realize the Illini were already up double digits, but when we talk about the night that DeMonte had and for him to step into that shot and, and knock it down right there, I thought that was a, a little beyond the expected and a, a huge moment in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I think – you know, it, it was off a nice little extra pass as well. And, um, you know, I, I keep saying, I keep going back to the, to the, to the Billy Donovan, you know, Billy Donovan when he was at Florida with Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford. And now you have a guy like Kofi Coburn who's huge. When you get an offensive rebound, a lot of times Kofi will just go back up with it. The three-point line is wide open. And there was a rule where if you didn't have an immediate shot, you immediately look for Corey, you immediately look for Corey Brewer and Lee Humphreys and these guys that won a national championship because they're the most – inside out rhythm like when these guys shoot on the gun on, on the on the machine that shoots the ball back to him where's yeah. that pass coming from right just high right under the basket right to the oh yeah, yeah. it's Sorry. right it's right under the basket and a lot of times like passes around the arc are different but yeah no i think demonte was you know he was in rhythm and it was it was nice offensive rebound kick out and he can step into it and those are the ones that obviously you want to see him him shooting and and, and he's been great at kind of picking his spots there's times where a 54 percent three-point shooter you're like I just wish you would shoot a little more, but but we got plenty of guys on this team that that can do that. So I I am in agreement there. That's you know Demonte was certainly and and it's the way he finished too after a pretty sluggish start and the got, last five minutes he played really he well. did and he got he got called out by his coach and um you know guys were kind of on him in the huddle and he and he responded well like like seniors do. Good stuff. Demonte Williams gets our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment. The defending Big Ten tournament champion leading the regular season defending champion. Frazier around Brooks. Kicks it to DeMonte for three. Good! Yes, ah, DeMonte with a dagger. 66-51 Illinois blocks out at the other end by Hawkins. Then gets tied up on the rebound. Folds and Coburn alternating possession to Illinois. 
More calls, more texts coming up. Looks like it's already lit up. There's our Pekin Insurance. I saw a text that you better read. Well, there's a, there's a lot of them I got to catch up on. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get your thoughts here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. If you're a contractor, Pekin Insurance has you covered with policies that fit your needs. Contact your agent to learn about coverage for buildings, business personal property, general liability, and a host of additional endorsements and coverage enhancements to keep your contracting business well protected and running smoothly so you can focus on the job, not the what-ifs. To learn more, go to PeakinInsurance.com. Trust and Wealth Management Services are all about security and safety, and the most important investment you can make is in your own peace of mind. I'm Dave Brandon with Hickory Point Bank, and I'm proud to be associated with a trust service team that's known for its experience and integrity. For traditional trusts, IRAs, estate settlement, and more, you can trust our team to preserve what you've worked so hard to achieve so you can count on a more secure future. Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Trust assets not insured by the FDIC. ABC Sanitary, hauling and recycling. Family owned and locally operated. No contracts, no hidden fees. 356-0909. ABC Sanitary, the one to trust. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. I mean, our, all we talked about in shoot-around today, and as I talked about with you, Brian, was rebounding the basketball, okay, because we knew that they would do it at a high level. We had to hit them. Mm-hmm. We gave up 15 offensive rebounds and, 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 and transition D. Yeah. And we were – and we had a stretch where I think we're up 9 or 11, and they score four laps in a row. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's guys just doing crazy things and stuff we never practiced. But – I thought they beat us to loose balls tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just thought we were a little bit flat. And in Big Ten play in 20 games, you could not do that. We escaped tonight. And, uh, uh, again, I give them a lot of credit. But I thought, you know, Trent, Jake, uh, obviously Kofi in the second half was was dominant, put fouls on him. But, uh, uh, you know, they were they were man down, and, and he's a good one. Yeah. And um, But it, it, it changed some things for us as, as well. There's some of head coach Brad Underwood's thoughts after his team wins over the Wolverines here at the State Farm Center tonight. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip, Scott Beatty with you. So many quality text messages here. I'm just going to rattle off a couple before we get back to the phone here with Dale and Urbana. West, West Lunt reference, awesomeness. I agree. I'm guessing you guys saw West tonight at the game? No, we talked about it because West Lunt did a – we talked about it this summer because Wes Lunt did a guest spot in the booth when Martin O'Donnell couldn't be an analyst right. one week. And uh, he just remarked, like, wow, you can see things you so see much different. You see the whole thing up yeah. there. <laughs> it, 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 Guys are so much open. Yeah. So much more open. <laughs> he, he understood now why it people would easy. say, oh, just throw it to that guy. Or didn't you see the guy coming that was about to sack you? No, because at field level, you've got this wall of people around you. Uh, 312 texter says Cigarello, Van Gogh, Scott confirmed a hipster. I'm on radio, ironically. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing that's the text that, that Scott wanted us to read. So, uh, yeah, you can send us your, your texted thoughts, 217-351-5357. Or you can call the fan line as we go back here with Dale and Urbana. Hey, Dale. 
Hey, thanks, guys. See if you can find out what Trent uh, Frazier was talking to Juwan Howard. There, we sat right behind the Michigan Vince in the game, and there was about a 15-second conversation before they took Trent out. I'm just curious what they were talking about. It seemed pretty cordial. I, I, according to one report I saw on Twitter, uh, Trent was joking with him that he wanted he wanted Jawan to pull his guys off him. He was make that he was making life too hard for him. <laughs> I think he was trying to ask him to get the guards to back off. I think that was the substance yeah. of it. Did you see anything more? Yeah, it was it was it was basically that it was. Hey, I, why you have your guards full court pressing me? Like, just tell them to. <laughs> I don't know if it was more of like a. That's bad coaching because I'm getting downhill for layups, or we're just we're just like razzing here. Yeah, and I don't know it seemed like harmless banter. Yeah, I, and I thought Juwan Howard a couple of times was uh, talking back, having some fun with the crush, or the people in the crush seats, as it were. He looked yeah, like he was yeah, enjoying we right a little bit of heckling. We right behind the crush. Yeah, I think he I think he enjoyed the moment. Uh, a couple thoughts on the game. Um, I thought Michigan's defense for the first 25 or 30 minutes was pretty much the best defense I've seen against Illinois all year. It was pretty much locked down. I mean, it, mm -hmm. they were just – what did we have? Two three-point attempts in the first half? I mean, how often is that going to happen? Well, they, they only made one. They shot nine in the first half, but only knocked down one of them. Illinois shot nine? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that didn't seem like they did that much. Well, they, uh, were, they, they were, were giving good nine. They yeah. were a tough yeah. nine. Yeah, not that, good that's, looks. That's the part of it when you can't get downhill. Like we talk about this all the time. When, when you have, when you're a guard and you and you get past somebody, you make a second guy commit, and that's where you can get the open shots. They weren't getting past anybody, yeah. so all these shots, all these three pointers, were contested. Or Plummer was kind of falling away. He airballed one in the first half, which obviously you don't see much. Yeah. So they made. Yeah, you're right. They made they made life hard on him. We talk about Hunter Dickinson being out. This team is a better defensive team. Without him, oh, I, um, I thought the, I thought the defense, Michigan's defense was terrific for thirty minutes. It's yeah, coaching, last, man. Last ten, they 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 ran. It seemed they ran out of gas. And I'll be yeah. really curious because you guys talked about this on Tuesday night that teams now seem to be doing more single coverage on Kofi, right? And then they're pressing up on the guards and really trying to clamp down on the perimeter. Illinois is not getting the same looks they were getting a couple of weeks, ago. weeks ago and I'll be really interested to see what Purdue wants to do with because with, they can match up with they Kofi can, can't they kind of yeah, match up with him and I, I I but see I know you've talked about it Mike that you're you think Purdue's defense is suspect mm -hmm. so I'll be curious to see how this shakes out I think they'll go single coverage on on Kofi and they just don't want to get these shooters going and and I I honestly think Illinois should go single coverage on Purdue and for that exact reason, because I think when you get Sasha Stefanovic, mm -hmm. Stefanovic going and a couple of these other guys, that's when you lose to Purdue. Yep. Ivy's going to do what he does. Edie's going to do what he does. Williams is going to do what he does. Just like Coburn, Frazier, and you know the combination of Plummer and Granison. But if you get some of these other guys going, that's when they become really hard to beat. So yeah, no, I I think you could say the 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 book is out in a sense. But I really hope that they keep thinking that pressuring Illinois is the right thing, and then right when they think it is, Andre Corbello comes back, and then you're <laughs> in a whole lot of trouble doing mm -hmm. that. Tonight, tonight was the first time I went, they really need him to get back. Tonight was the first time? Well, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> Touche. But for a while it's been like, I, right. okay, they can go far without him. 
they yeah. could go far without him. Sure. I've been I've been saying, and I, this team is could not survive a loss of Kofi. If you take Kofi oh, away, Kofi is yeah. so integral to this. But mm-hmm. they've been able to survive the loss of Andre Cabello. Now, if he comes back, look out! It's it's going to take some time to stabilize things and get the offense oiled oiled up, right? But this was where you just you're missing that weapon. Yep. And they That's have a ch- they have a chance to win a, a Big Ten title. You know whether Corbello comes back or not. It seems crazy saying that, but six and zero kind of speaks for itself. I know they have some tough games coming up, but I, I still will stand by the fact that this team's ceiling, this team's true ceiling, is with Andre Corbello mm-hmm. on the floor. It goes back to the caller that asked us, "What does it take to get a national championship?" And you took the words right out of my mouth, Evan. Get Andre Corbello back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else, Dale? Well, yeah, I, I just want to chime in. That was my thought this evening is that, hey, if we want to go deep in, into the big tournament, we've got to have Cabello back. I mean, mm-hmm. DeMonte is playing out of position when he plays the point. There's no question about that. And, and Trent really is not a point guard, but he, he's done a terrific job uh, for his abilities on that. But uh, I, I think there's a much higher ceiling with Cabello. And there's something to be said about Trent's durability, too, because when you're guarding the other team's best player, when you're taking on the scoring load, when you're taking on the ball handling duty, like that is here's the thing. Like a lot of scorers in the NCAA, guys that are are really carrying the scoring load, they take it easy on defense most times, or they're not guarding the other team's best player. Like even Io last year, like hey, we don't want you in foul trouble. Just you know, guard this guy. Maybe their third best. That was Trent's job. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, Trent would do it, and now he's tasked with all of that. And you just, I, I wonder. Plus, his shoulder is still in a wrap. Right, and I, I, it's not like I wonder about his durability because. You know, we talked about his mile time. He can, you know, he's, <laughs> he, his, his cardio, his cardio is fine. But, but that is a lot to to take on as one player. And you're hoping, like, hey, if Corbello can come back, that frees Trent up a little bit to even oh, hammer yeah, at home even sure. more defensively and, and do those things. So I, I think that's where it's not just Corbello coming back that makes the impact. You know, for himself, it's the ripple effect yep. of like how he frees the rest of these guys up to do what they're what they're naturally doing. Yeah, I, I agree. Thanks, fellas. Hey, thanks for calling in, Dale. And, and we, we've got text messages all over the place as far as Corbello. We've got a, a, a basketball expert who, who says that adding Corbello back would not be good. And we have somebody who says this game shows how much you need a true point guard like Corbello. And uh, it's kind of summed up by another 217 texter who Says he only got, or they only got, oh, this is Lindy. I should just read the whole thing, right? Lindy says they were watching the tape. Uh, now it, it seems like everyone thinks that the Illini should blow everyone else out when there are other scholarship teams on the other team and they're trying to win. And, oh, by the way, Michigan has like four top 50 guys. Their backup center was a top 25 recruit. Houston, who is still a projected lottery pick, ended up the night with five points. Two of nine shooting. Diabate's going to be a first-round pick. Yep. Listen, when you're concerned that your team is on a winning streak and not beating opponents by enough or is dominating as you want, you're in a good place. It's a good thing. We are in a good place because we're at that time of the night where our friend Steve up in Peoria gives us a ring. Good evening, Steve. Hey, Evan, what's up? Scott, good to have you back. Mike, good to have you back again also be a part of the show hey, hey, hey first of all evan before uh, i was having a hard time uh p- punching the numbers to the phone on the phone because uh 
uh, I got word that uh, somebody in, down in Champaign was hating on me to, on the radio show. So I went and put my boxing gloves on. I might have to go jump Jawan Howard on this Tony. What was he talking about? What did he say about me, Evan, before I come down to Oh, no. He, he was saying that we give you – we we give you all this love and Simeon doesn't have his own thing, his so own he, sound, you know. Sound so we've got to come up with something for him. See, see that's the whole problem with uh, the state of Illinois people. We always talk about we want to get recruits from the state and they go to other schools, but we don't show them the love. So now somebody call in from from Illinois. Now he's hating on me. I should be getting the love. Uh, 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 Simeon, he's getting a check from from uh, uh, Underwood. So hey, he, he's getting enough. <laughs> He, he don't need anything extra. <laughs> he, he's, get, he's getting the payoff. I'm putting it. I'm putting it out there. I'm putting this business out there. So Tony, take that. Now, if they want to give me a check, he can take my song off. Whatever they want to do. All right, hey, thanks for having me on, guys. We got that settled. I'm gonna take my gloves off. I thought I was going to go Jawan Howard on Tony tonight. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, good teams find a way to win. It wasn't pretty, but we we got it done. Had had, had me worrying. Uh, I'm glad the, the referee couldn't hear me uh, the last uh, <laughs> play in the first half when uh, DeMonte and Coleman Hawkins were reach, reaching, reaching for a loose ball. Jawan Howard, you remember the play, Jawan Howard's son got the ball on his butt because he got on the ground, threw it out to uh, Jones, and he hit that three. Uh, I, I said a few choice words, and I'm glad that uh, I wasn't at the game because they'd have teed me up. <laughs> but, uh, and, and that's not how we play. You know, we were just a little slow tonight for some reason, especially in the first half. Uh, but, but you know, like I say, we pulled it out. Uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, take Kofi for granted. But, gosh, he's just, he's just so awesome. And, uh, and he just gets beat up every single night. I, and he was triple teamed, double teamed tonight. And they, there was one time I saw him make a shot, and he got hit in the chest by three different people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hit. I'm like, refs, what you seeing? Each one of you could have called a foul, but hey, never mind. Uh, Trent, unbelievable. Um, you guys, Mike, you were talking about uh, I think getting downhill. I call it beating people off the dribble. And and realistically, the way Michigan was playing us, uh, he he's the only one that I know that um, really can beat people off the dribble. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight up. You know, yeah. um, Plummer from time uh, to time can do it and get to that left hand, but but for the most part, you're right. It's definitely Trent. But, but but he he's getting it on that extra pass where he's where they're flying out at him and right. he's already got a half step past them. Right. So yeah, he can do it. But straight up on somebody, I'm like I'm guarding you. You you know he he can't really do that. So uh, it'd be nice to get Cabello back because that's probably how teams are going to play us. Uh, and 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 one thing else, Trent did a great job tonight as he usually does. He eliminated Brooks. Sure did. Brooks was out there, but you didn't hear anything about Brooks. You know. So, uh, hey, what he said after the game, he said he – wait, he said he, he was gassed or he had gas. <laughs> I, I didn't pick that up. He was gassed. He, he oh, was yeah. definitely okay. tired. Okay, because okay, I heard him say he got to clean some up, so I didn't know if he had – but, yeah, okay, so he was gassed. Okay. All right, so, hey, bottom line, we're 6-0. Uh, good, great start. Purdue, bring them. Let's go. Huh? We're we, we going to see right where we're at where we, and hopefully – we're right where we need to be, uh, and that should be really exciting come early um, Monday morning. All right, guys, I- I'll calm down now. Uh, Tony, you're lucky. I'm taking my gloves off. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> he's from Peoria. He is indeed from Peoria, and he's always got great thoughts. Inside radio. So we, we, we have these hotkeys. 
these hotkeys that we play things off of, and and Steve has one of them. And I think what Tony is saying is Simeon needs something that, with a hotkey. I think we, we need to start on, like, there's honored jerseys, an honored hotkey hot program. Key. But we need some criteria, okay? So so we'll have to come up with that, you know, because he's saying that, that Simeon er, is deserving of an honored hotkey for postgame. Yep, that's uh, that's a good point. Um, Knotts is from, he's a rapper and a producer. He's from Norfolk, Virginia, just another option. Still still doing the deep research mm-hmm. over there. I want to get this text in there here because we're coming up to the top of the hour and the end of the day. 217 Texter said, this was a great birthday present for them today, so happy birthday to you, 217 Texter. Okay, let's get a break in here. When we come back, we've got keys, we've got more texts. If you want to give us a ring, do that. Fasters, et cetera, postgame show. How well do you know your insurance company? Uh, well, I know I pay each month, and I'm covered. Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need? Well, I haven't actually talked to my agent. I, I just assumed... Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference. Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're always here to talk. You are not a number. Your family, Myers Insurance Group. We work for you. For as long as you can remember, your spouse has been your rock. But when they begin to experience signs of dementia, you both need someone to lean on. Autumn Leaves of Savoy is a pioneer in memory care-assisted living with cottage-style residences that feel just like home. Autumn Leaves staff members provide personalized care for each resident to unlock memories and create meaningful moments. So while your spouse receives the best care available, you can focus solely on loving them. If someone you know is experiencing memory loss, please visit autumnleaves.com. What's Casasa checking with Prospect Bank? It's like adding points to the scoreboard for being a good team player. Open an account online at bankprospect.com. Member FDIC. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Rebound, Coburn, he's triple team. Coburn on the baseline, under the basket, up and missed it. Rebound, Coburn, up and in. Counted and a foul. Kofi. Boy, he stuck with that, didn't he? Corner step back, 17-footer, tough shot. Rebound, Coburn, inside, out to Frazier, shoots a three, got it. Trent Frazier with a three. There's one of those offensive rebounds kicked out for a three from Trent. And Kofi also padding his own stats on the way to another double-double. And the Illini remain undefeated in Big Ten play here through six games. Fasteners, etc. post-game show, Evan, Scott, and Mike. few texts to round back up here as uh, the, the show has moved along. A- another person asking uh, about Jabari Parker, who was... Apparently there because of the Tim Anderson connection, which is really cool. Um, another text that we had here 
as I've scrolled too much. Oh, no. I hate when I do this. I, I found it here. It, it kind of along the lines we were saying that, that teams ha- have decided that they're going to let Kofi go off and, and they're going to guard the shooters, kind of kind of like what a lot of teams did to Iowa over the last couple years. You know, Garza was going to get 20 to 30 a night. You let him do that. You didn't let Joe Wieskamp hit threes or or Bohannon or, or any of those other guys. So I, I do. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming up. And, and as they go on to say, we need Corbello to slice up the defenses. And I think that's going to, once again, you know, we, we get him back. And that's going to be good for, for Kofi getting fed down there as they keep doing these kinds of things. And, uh, yeah, it'll just make everybody everybody else better. Um, already read the Van Gogh text. That was a, a great one. Uh, it's a top ten. Anything For taking, me personally. Anything taking the burden off of Trent. Uh, nope. Corbello silenced in heavy attire. <laughs> he, he, he had the, the turtleneck going there today. Trent Meacham? No, uh, Corbello. Although Trent Meacham is known for his, his turtlenecks. Yeah. Well, it, it just came up on Twitter because Kevin Kruger is now coaching UNLV. And I did a double take. It's on oh, FS1 I right now. That. And I, I literally looked and I said, I thought Lon retired. <laughs> and it's his son. And, of course, they both coached at UNLV. Um, but anyway, Lon Kruger was known for his turtlenecks. And then somebody referenced that Trent Meacham is bringing the turtleneck game strong on the BTN. Yes, he is indeed. Uh, Steven in Kentucky says it was a Wisconsin-like game with only 47 shots taken. That is very true. Uh, this has got to be the least amount of shots taken. Mike's this looking year. at us like, will you guys just talk basketball? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm up for whatever. <laughs> I'm um, glad because this can take different directions from time to time. And, and Steve says something that I noticed as well and kind of along the lines of Illinois' defense was really good. For as many times as we complain about the Illini just dribbling, Michigan did a whole lot of just mm-hmm. dribbling and, and beating the floorboards down, and it was going in and coming back out, and there were a lot of long shot clocks in there, and it wasn't until the end of the first half that, that they got the shot clock violation. I think that was a, a big spurt going into the, the locker room, gave them a little bit of energy. Yeah, and, and I think, too, when you look at the, the ways in which they – uh, you know, you talk about pounding the rock and, and just dribbling and dribbling and dribbling. They, they couldn't get a ton of avenues, so a lot of their baskets came off of just a little bit of isolation and floaters over the top and transition. I mean, they had five assists, you know, five assists on 22 field goals. Um, you know, Illinois was 11 assists on, on 22 field goals. So, you know, a, a little bit better, but, but that was kind of the game. It was going to be who was going to be able to break down the defense off the dribble better and I thought they did that. And, and I, I think there's certain elements to it where this defense has become so stout. And, and, and part of it is because they discourage threes, right? We want you to take those pull-up twos because we st- sit in that drop coverage. If we sit in that drop coverage, you know, we don't have to pull Kofi out, you know, uh, up past the top of the key. So we don't have the guards helping in down below. And if they aren't helping in down below, we stay out of rotation. Mm-hmm. And rotation will typically create catch-and-shoot threes. Um, so that's deliberate and that's by design. So they've done they've done an extremely good job of that, taking that away. And it's part of the reason why, you know, when you do it really well, this is kind of the result. You know, it's really hard to score in, in those coverages. And uh, another text here before we get to our keys to the game. Taylor and Champagne says the refs were not up to the challenge of the rock fight tonight. 
they look like the, uh, I'm I'm assuming this is the Illini look like they're in good shape, but uh, a visit to the eye doctor would be beneficial oh. for the refs. <laughs> is it impossible though that there was just a lot of fouls? Maybe. It was, it's, just, mean, it's just I, it's just it's just not a fun game to watch. No, we it's talk about call. flow of the game, and I hear a lot of times that people talk about well, Kofi gets fouled every possession. It's like yeah, but you, you don't want to. <laughs> you foul. don't want to call. Hold on a second. Time. You don't want a foul called every every possession. But at the same time, you know, yes, it, a lot of them was like bumping on screens and those like those random ones that are past the three point line that you're like, all right, come on, yeah, like, you it know, could go just, either way. Yeah, or, like, or, or no, let, calls. let it go. Yeah, okay. yeah, let it go. All right, I was just. I was just looking at the other, trying to look at the other side. You're, you're, you're not wrong. It's okay. Let's do our keys to the game. What do you say? Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank invested and brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse. Either one of you want to take it away? Well, I'll start with the reverse direction because Illinois still won, but one of the reasons it was a really tough uh, game for Illinois to win was the scheme that Michigan came out with. <laughs> and it turned out it, it was an extra element of surprise or scheme, if you will, by not having Hunter Dickinson in the ball game. I think ultimately they would want him in the game, of course. But that sort of disoriented Illinois a, a little bit. But the way they kind of clamped down on, on the perimeter and and made you work, too, to get it inside, especially in the first half, I thought that was key to making this a tight ball game for most of it. Ultimately, though, Illinois solved it. They have better players. I think it's a, Illinois is just a better team. At the end, and, and if Illinois is actually playing to their best, this is an easier win. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I'm in agreement on on all of that. And I'll add to, you know, we talk about the offense, we talk about the defense, we talk about the three point shooting this year. How about the free throws, right? Like, I mean, they and, and a lot of that when when Kofi shoots like he did last year, he shot a third of Illinois' free throws, and when he shoots under sixty percent, you're not going to be a good free throw shooting mm-hmm. team because he's shooting a lot of them. But but here's the thing. 18 for 21 tonight. Kofi, I believe, missed his first two, and, yep. then, mm-hmm. and then went five for five. And then the rest of the team, you know, even just even just outside of Kofi was, you know, whatever the math is, 13 of 14. That's huge. And I think when you're at home, those missed free throws can suck the life out of the out of a gym. And I'll even get gr- pretty a little bit more granular on my second key to the game. Both of Jacob Grandison's threes. First one was to start the second half which is exactly what you needed. You you get a turnover there, you miss a shot, Michigan comes down, hits a three, cuts it to one. Like now they feel like they're in it. You mm-hmm. hit a three to make it seven instead of four. Mm-hmm. And then he hits the, the three on the Trent Frazier drive and skip pass, which I think was – DeMonte's really nail, put the nail in the coffin. But I thought Grandison's was the one who was like, okay, this, yeah, this is over. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought he was so timely and, and, and had some some pretty timely offensive rebounds as well um you know in, in the second half so uh, he, he's kind of a I, I guess a little a little unsung in in all this I know the stat line doesn't there's not necessarily gaudy numbers but um two really big threes mm-hmm. yeah he, and he missed a lot of the first half because of foul trouble right. and, and being able to step right back in I should have saved those threes I had them marked I didn't save them just kind of a, along those lines and what we've been saying at the end of the day if, if Illinois doesn't play as good a defense as they did this is a, a really easy game to lose I, I just thought that the way that they locked it down and they didn't panic on offense uh, although it wasn't pretty and there were turnovers and they were having trouble getting the ball inside the three-point arc it wasn't 
we're getting across half court and we're picking up our dribble. There wasn't a, a whole lot of that. And they were trying to find Kofi. I, I think that was a big part of it in the first half was they were trying to get it to Kofi and just sometimes it wasn't there. And then we know how the offense works. It's like, oh, what do we do when Kofi isn't going? And it right. takes them a while to figure it out. But they didn't panic. They went in the locker room. They regrouped. Win the second half by double digits, obviously, and they pull away and win by 15. So. Yeah, they broke through. I mean, that, that was really – you just keep – Keep putting the sledgehammer on the stone, and eventually it'll it'll break. I think it was they just kept running into a wall in the first half, and and kind of early in the second half, and then you make them guard for forty minutes, you know, because because sometimes a a four minute stretch can swing the game, and that's why you keep kind of going at it. Our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse for real Texas barbecue. It's Hickory River Smokehouse dine in drive through pickup. Order online at hickoryriver.com and by Hickory Point Bank. News Talk 1400, 939 FM, WDWS, Champaign Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign Urbana. Coming up to the end here on the Fasteners, etc. Post game show. And I got a stat to share when we get by, when you, we come back. Oh, Scott, Scott's got a stat. Yeah, potential stat. Make sure you come back. There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and it's a meal. Open for drive through takeout, dine-in, and caterings. And don't forget, you can skip the drive through line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations, Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hi, I'm Dan Marker with Hickory Point Bank. Running a local business is tough. We get it, because Hickory Point Bank is a local business too. As one of Central Illinois' leading locally owned banks, we have been serving Champaign-Urbana businesses and families for years. Most importantly, we know and understand the issues you face every day, because we face them too. Join us. See the local difference. Hickory Point Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Get paid for Max Twin City Recycling for the junk items laying around your house. If it's metal, we'll buy it. Find us at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue and at maxrecycling.com. Not in Champaign-Urbana, but want to get Illini gear and souvenirs? The Illini Union Bookstore, the official bookstore of the University of Illinois, is open 24-7 at bookstore.illinois.edu. Apparel, gifts, souvenirs, and more. Check it out. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Just being a fifth-year guy, um, you know, like last year we had I.O., you know, being around players like that, you know, you kind of learn how to win, um, you know. So, you know, uh, seeing him having the ball in his hands, late shot clock, being so confident, um, you know, I thought I could do that too, you know. I have a lot of confidence, you know, coaching staff, my teammates have a tremendous, you know, high level of confidence in me, you know, and, you know, they know I make the right play. So tonight, you know, you know, I wanted to go in there, be aggressive, second half, you know, make the right read and, you know, get the, get the W. Trip Frazier taking after his younger former teammate, he says there. Just learning from Io on how to close out games. It's, he's done it here two games in a row now, and uh, as it kind of stands, he, he, he is the de facto closer because he's the guy who can get his own shot. Oh, it would help uh, yeah. if I, I get you. It's, it's interesting that Io would close it in the final couple minutes, and Trent has found a way to go on this run somewhere in the middle to latter part of the second half. 
and he's just found the moment and then Illinois just pulls away and he's closing it he's just closing it earlier it's way, yeah, it doesn't take just one shot. He just pours in three or four shots and, and makes it so that it doesn't even look like a and, ball game and anymore. You see the IO compilations, like the two minute and 28 seconds of just him closing games. <laughs> the Trent one would be like five minutes and 38 seconds left in the second half. And you're like, wait, why is this on the compilation? It's like, no, this is, this is when the game was won. You know, it's like, it's like Steph Curry, right? It's like, here are his stats with five seconds left in a game winning shot. And he's only done it, you know. It's like, well, they're always just winning. Yeah, he never has because he poured the game in tying. Yeah, he already did it. Like they, he's not even playing the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, just There's uh, no such thing as clutch. It's just a, anyway. <laughs> uh, we we only got a couple more texts here as we wind down the the post game show. So we we might as well go to what you have been promising us for the, this whole post game show. I mean, Scott's really, really, really excited about this tidbit of information. So it's going to break ground, I can only assume. Yeah, nobody could come up with this obvious stat. But according go. to my calculations, if Illinois beats Purdue on Monday, they will then go, Monday is the 17th, and the next game for Illinois uh, will be at Maryland on the 21st, all right? Illinois will go an entire calendar year with one loss in the Big Ten. Wow. Because yeah. they went on that stretch where they started beating – They January 19th is where they won, started a stretch of seven in a row last year in Big Ten, and they dropped that one at Michigan State where Iowa broke his nose or somebody broke Iowa's nose. And then they won their final seven games against Big Ten opponents, including the Big Ten tournament. So they will go a calendar year with one Big Ten loss. If they beat Purdue, if they lose, they'll have gone in a calendar year with two big two ten big losses. losses. But which is also not bad. Scott, there you go, Scott. That's a stat. That's a stat. Love that is worth it. staying up past midnight for. I can tell you that. Well, and we're looking forward to that game on Monday against Purdue. So we're gonna take our final break here. Come back, wrap, and we'll get ready for Purdue. Okay. Did you know most workplace injuries are due to slips, trips, and falls? Regardless of the cause, make sure your employees are covered by workers' compensation benefits from Pekin Insurance. Pekin also offers a nurse-on-call program to help assess workplace injuries and how to handle them. And their loss control plan helps prevent accidents from happening in the first place. Learn more about the benefits for your business and your employees at PekinInsurance.com. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Best of luck to all the players and coaches during today's game. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. Go Illini. We had to take the three away from them. We yeah. didn't think they could score enough twos. And, and uh, you know, that's what our defense is predicated on. And, and uh, uh, you know, you, you hold a team to one three. Uh, I thought that was outstanding. Uh, and mo more importantly, to go along with that was five assists. Yeah. That means they're not sharing it. That means they're they're not flowing. They're not running stuff. It's it's pretty much off the dribble, off the ISO. Mm -hmm. uh, we forced them into that 2-1-2 two -two game mm -hmm. uh, in the post. and. 
And, and again, you know, I thought Trent did a great job on Brooks, and, and uh, uh, you know, he goes three for 11. And uh, we held him to seven, and we thought with, with Hunter out, you know, he was a guy that was going to be extremely aggressive. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, again, Trent Frazier, job well mm -hmm. done. And, yes. And uh, got going, and, uh, you know, not only the, the, the points, but the assist, and, and made the right reads, and got guys uh, opportunities when they needed No Hunter Dickinson, no Brandon Johns. Still doesn't mean that it's going to be easy, as we talked this week with Nancy Fay. We heard on the TV broadcast, which we got more texts about complaining. Don't forget, just tune into the radio. They weren't on site. Listen live, WDWS.com or LightRock 97.5. But um, the Illini weather it, and they come through with a win to move to 13-3 and overall. For what I, I can't remember what your non-con prediction was like nine and two, mm -hmm. and they didn't I had end worst. up worst. That they, was my worst, and they they were worse than that. But then once they got to that, did you think they'd be thirteen and three? No, I mean they turned it around. It it started with Kansas State, where it started to turn things around. Uh, you know what? This next week, this next slew of games will. Show you a lot for all the doubters who said yeah. they haven't played anybody, and uh, I I, th I think they're playing well enough to. They may drop one here or so, but I think they're playing well enough to keep this going. I, I love that you know, just saying, hey, they may drop one. Who knows? <laughs> they may lose. You know, yeah, like it could happen. It could happen, and, and and that's that's I think that's, you know, pretty indicative of how they've been playing and and, and the way in which. They've played. So, uh, you know, I, I keep going back to Kansas City, and I know that probably sends a shiver down people's spines. Remember when Trent Frazier went down, right? And, how, like, how – if that ended up being serious, what we would probably be looking at right now. So, you know, just as we talk about the whole Kofi thing where it's like, don't take him for granted. Like, obviously, well, don't take, don't take Trent for <laughs> granted too because that could have been bad, and, and that could have really shifted this season. And now you're in a position where you're 6-0, and and – you have a top 10 team coming into the house on, I mean, there should be no shortage of motivation. I know they came out flat tonight and that is absolutely going to be addressed um, in, in the film room. There's no question about that. Uh, decibel level will be high, <laughs> um, you know, and then hopefully you come out and you see a different type of team and a different type of, do you need conviction. that? Do you need that as a player? If you're right now, do you need Underwood laying into you? Does that just, help you get the juices going on Monday morning? Well, I think it's been proven over the years, right, when you win a lot. You know, it, like if there's a coach that isn't winning, it's really hard to, to get a grasp of the locker room. And, and then sometimes when you say things, those things can fall on, on deaf ears. But this team has proven that, hey, you know, this is how we win at the Big Ten level. And I think each one of them in that locker room is not thinking like, whoa, coach. Like, what do you mean? Like, we Come on, we played hard. They all knew it, and, and, and they knew it. I think they knew it in the moment, and they were able to turn it around at the end, but they'll watch that film and probably be in, in agreement with really everything that he's saying. So looking ahead, uh, if you're still up, hopefully you can get up in the morning for Saturday Sports Talk because there's a, a pretty good guest lineup uh, set for Steve Kelly and Lauren Tate. Yes, they have added Brett Bielma 
Brett Bielma is due on about 9.30. Josh Whitman already booked. Mo Gardner, now a college football Hall of Famer. Mike Cagley from the Illini guys. So get up. Pretty stacked show. And if Plus, not. Plus, you got to make, make sure you're in, your body's in rhythm for Monday morning. Yeah, and if not, and of course there's folks that didn't stay up for this and they're listening on the post or the podcast of the post game, there will be a podcast to Saturday Sports Talk so you can go back and listen to all those comments. But that's at 9 tomorrow morning, and then we're back here Monday morning at 9 for the pregame for that Purdue game. Um, Lauren and Scott will be over at the State Farm Center. Tip-offs at 11, and then we'll be back afterwards for the, the postgame show once again. Unfortunately, Mike has to go back to work. And we will still get to talk to you, right? I'm heading back to Nashville, so I will not be here in the flesh. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to be making more regular trips. Okay, so whether it's, enjoyed this. I've enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Got a, a text from Tom and Callie. He says, great to have Mike LaTulip on the postgame show the last two games. A good pickup. And, and he just worries that the Big Ten Network is scouting our show once again, and they're mm-hmm. going to pick you up like they did Trent Meacham last year. It's a good offseason signing. So I, w- I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> I'm just, there you go. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, I, I the Trent Meacham plan. You know, it, you know, we 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 just remember us. It's a farm system. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we're all about development. That's, <laughs> that's just a win here. for us. You know, yeah. that's what we, we are. We we're, we're a developmental about, program here. We were talking about that last time. You know, there was a, a time. You know, seven years ago, where I was answering the phone calls, and and now I'm I'm answering the questions from the phone calls. Just so start start amassing those turtlenecks. <laughs> I, my our company party, um, you can guess what I was wearing, turtleneck. Just in case, you never know. Turtleneck. He's yeah. he's he's built he's back in built December. For this. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to emulate Trent. So, <laughs> whatever it takes. Hey, Mitch from Barry, thank you. It was a great post game show, if I do say so myself, guys. I had it, fun. It, it always helps when Illinois comes away with a win. They seem to like it better that way. They do too, and, and it was a win over Michigan, so that's even more fun. And now we've got the weekend to enjoy the whole thing. Okay. Enjoy it. Everybody, everybody's ready for bed. It's way past my bedtime. It's probably way past all of your bedtimes as well. So uh, thanks for hanging out tonight, guys. And uh, we'll, do it, we'll do it again. As always. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thanks, Evan. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kathy Reiser behind the scenes. Always helping out with all the good stuff. As we said, we'll be back with you for on Monday to do it all over again. Good night, sleep tight. I don't I don't know. Do bed bugs go away in the winter? I sure hope so.